people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance. This means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Workonyourgame.live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now. 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone. Free every day. Daily motivation. Send me a text right now. The more successful the person the less likely they are to accept a denial of something that they want, especially the first time they try. Stayallday.com. exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. What can you get? Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself. 
to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how easily do you accept no? And when I say no, I mean no is an N-O, not K-N-O-W, but N-O. How easily do you accept no? That's a question we're going to address here today. And of course, I'm going to explain to you why we're asking that question and what you can do about it. I'm going to give you all of that in this one episode. But before we get into that, let me tell you three things. First of all, I have a daily motivation text message that I send out every single day, free of charge to everyone who is in my texting community. This message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. If you would like to receive that message, all you got to do is text me at my text number so you can be a part of my text community. Here's the number, 305-384-6894. Every day when I send out that daily motivation text message because you're in my text community and for no other reason, you will be receiving that message straight to your phone for free. And you could actually respond to any one of those messages in here and have a direct conversation with me through text. So text me at that number is down below in the show notes. Number two, if you have not yet claimed your free copy of my book called The Mirror of Motivation, the Self-Guide to Self-Discipline, this book is all about asking yourself the following question. Who do I need to be as a person so I can reach my goals in life? Not what do I need to do? Who do I need to be? That book is going to help you ask and answer that question. Get the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping by going to mirrorofmotivation.com. And the third thing, if you are a professional who's serious about making more money in your business, I don't care if you are running a business, if you work at a business, if you're trying to start a business, it could be any one of those. If you want to make more money, I want you to watch this free training that I have that are five keys to taking yourself to that next level in your business and doing it without having to work 10 times harder. All you got to do is go to workonyourgame.net. Workonyourgame.net. Training's free. Just set aside 45 minutes of your time. So you got those three things? Good. They're all down below in the description or the show notes, wherever you are consuming this episode. Now let's get into the topic. What's the question? Is a question that we're asking here today is how easily do you accept N-O? No. In episode 1259, I talked about the topic of self-determinism and how our abilities to decide our outcomes and not so easily accept things that we don't want, how it plays a huge role in where we end up in life. And I think this is one of the biggest determining factors in where we end up in life. And actually, if we list out all the big determining factors, it's probably like 100 of them. But this is one of the big ones is that concept of self-determinism, which is simply you deciding for yourself, determining where you're going to end up, not allowing the wind to determine where you go or your family or your parents or your neighborhood or where you're from or what your sexual orientation or your gender or your race or any of those other externalities, not letting those things that you don't control. Externality just means something that you don't control. Not letting those things determine where you end up in life. I'm not saying they aren't a factor, but are they determining factor? They are not. My argument is that the externalities are not excuses for you to not get what you want in life. I talked about this in episode 1879. In 1259, we talked about self-determinism. Today, we're going to talk about it in more detail, specifically with how easily you are accepting it when someone or something denies you what you want. Because when you want something, there is a way to get it. It's just a lot of people don't have the resolve and the determination to get it. That's why they end up not having it. Let's talk about it. Point number one. Topic once again is how easily do you accept no? Point number one is a general rule. The more successful the person, the less likely they are to accept a denial of something that they want, especially on the first attempt. Let me say that sentence again. This is very important. Please listen closely. The more successful the person, the less likely they are to accept a denial of something that they want, especially the first time they try. Successful people do not accept no the first time they're told no. They come back. Unsuccessful people 
they do accept them. In one of his old recordings, in one of his old speeches that he did, Napoleon Hill, who wrote Think and Grow Rich, and I guess all his speeches are old because he's been dead for 50 years. But Napoleon Hill, in one of his lectures, he asked this question to his audience. And he has these really long lectures, like an hour long a piece. And y'all can actually find these lectures if you go on your favorite streaming service, which you already pay for. So whether you got Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, any one of these, look up Napoleon Hill and his lectures where he actually travel around the world and give speeches and give courses. They are freely available on these streaming services. You should be listening to these instead of listening to fucking future mixtape. You should be listening to Napoleon Hill. It will make you more money in the long run than listening to future uh, rap about being a drug addict. And I like future, but y'all get the point that I'm saying. So Napoleon Hill said, he asked his audience, how often do you think the average person tries something before they give up and stop trying? That was his question. So let me ask that question to my audience today. How many times do you think the average person tries something before they quit and give up? Give me a number. Anybody got a guess? How many times? It's somewhere between zero and one. Napoleon Hill said that, and I concur. It hasn't changed. He gave that speech in like the 60s. Or it's 2022 when I'm recording this. Might be 2023 when you're listening to it. It's, it hasn't changed. Our human nature doesn't change that much. People change, times change, but human nature does not change. Between zero and one. Now, how can somebody try something zero times, Trey? What do you mean? Here's how. Most people never try at all. That's the zero. All right. Most people never try anything at all. I mean, they never try the thing that they actually want. Many people think about wanting something and never actually make an attempt to get it. Did y'all know that? Many people think about wanting something and never actually make a serious attempt at actually acquiring the thing that they already told themselves in their own mind that they wanted. And here's what everybody else does. Not everybody else. And then the majority of other people, they try something one time, don't get it, and they quit. Only the exceptional individuals, people like yourself, keep trying until they get what they want. Keyword, until. Until they get what they want. Even if it means changing your approach, changing the way that you do things. Exceptional people keep trying more than one time. The super exceptional try until they get what they want. So exceptional people will try two plus times. Super exceptional people try until they get what they want. Doesn't matter how many times they got to try. The exceptional might try two times, five times, seven times, nine times. Super exceptional said, they don't even keep counting how many times they try. They just keep doing it until they get what they want. This is how we got the incandescent light bulb from Thomas Edison, by the way, who allegedly tried 10,000 times to make it right before he finally figured it out. This is also how we got any of you familiar with the household cleaner called Formula 409. Any of you ever heard of that Formula 409? I wrote about this in my book, Work On Your Game. You know why it's called Formula 409? Because the scientists who were making it, the chemists, they tried 409 combinations before they got it right. That is a true story. 409. Let me ask you a question. How many things in your life have you ever tried 409 times? I'm going to let you sit with that question while I keep going. We're still on point number one here. Any of you who's in marketing or in sales understands that a prospect or a customer, consumer, needs to hear or see a message at least seven times before they even notice it, let alone take action on it. Did you know that? That someone has to see a message. If you think about it, you think about the billboards and the like the commercials that you see when you're on the internet and things like that, and the billboards you see when you're on the train or driving around your town. You don't even notice what a message is until you've seen it about seven times. That has a flash across your mind about seven times before you actually notice, oh, that's such and such on that billboard. Oh, they're talking about this. The first six times you saw it, like your eyes saw it, but you didn't actually notice it. You get what I'm saying? There's only the seventh time that you actually register it. Then you might need to see another five times before you actually think about it. Then another five before you actually do something, if you ever do anything. That's why people had to be exposed to messages. You can't just say something one time. And expect somebody to do it. All right. Some of you who are listening to this right now are going to come to work on your game live February 3rd and 4th. 
down here in Miami. Most of you who are going to be at work on your game live did not buy a ticket the first time you heard me mention it. I had to expose you to the message over and over and over again before you actually took action on it. This is the way human nature works. Okay, it doesn't mean anything wrong with you. I got to hear most things many times before I do something. There are a few things that I do the first time I hear about it. Most things I got to hear over and over and over again before I do something. But if most people only try between zero and one time, let me ask you a question. Doesn't it now make sense why most people never get what they want? It makes perfect sense, right? Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how easily do you accept no? Number two, never accept no from a person who is unqualified to tell you yes. This is a very important. Everything I say is very important, but this is very important. Never let a person who cannot tell you yes tell you no. They are unqualified to tell you what you can have and what you can't have. Let me give you an example. The building that I live in right now, Anna and I were looking around and we were looking at this building that we are now in and trying to get an appointment to come see some units inside of this facility. Now, the thing is, we were sending emails or I was sending emails. I was calling them. They had a little text message set up. You know, sometimes businesses are texting now. You can text them. Unlike with my text, where I actually will reply to you with the, some of these companies, they have text messages set up. You text them, they don't even reply back to you. Or they have some kind of bot responding to their text messages and the bot doesn't even give you what you want. So I'm sending texts, I'm calling, I'm emailing. Nobody's calling back, right? So I'm reaching out to the building, nobody's calling back. And because we knew how hot the market was and is in Miami at the time, it's actually cooling off right now. But at the time, the market in Miami was extremely hot. Any kind of housing market, buying, renting, whatever, it was crazy at that time. So if you wait, to get move into a place or look at a place, you ain't getting that place. It'll be gone by tomorrow if you wait. So I understood that if we wait, we're never going to get a chance to move into this building because it's too crazy right now. So I looked at their website and when Anna and I were looking at their website, we recognized a couple of people in the management team at the building that we actually knew them because they had worked at other buildings and we lived in other buildings. We knew these people, yet we still couldn't get anybody to call us back. So at least one positive lead was that we actually know somebody who works there. At the same time, we can't get them on the phone. We don't have their personal phone numbers. They ain't calling us back. So I said to Anna, look, let's just go up there. So we hop in the car. We drive up to the building, right? We just go there. We didn't have an appointment. Nobody knew us. We had never been to this building before. We just showed up, right? So we get to the building and this is dude working at the front desk. And I remember this guy. He was maybe Arab. I don't remember where he was from. Arab, Indian, something like that. This guy working at the front desk. Now you got to understand, that any of you who's ever been inside of a condominium or apartment building, these high rise, no, I guess what most people will call luxury buildings in any of these cities. So what Miami, New York, LA, San Francisco, any of these Houston, Philly, any of these buildings, the front desk people, their very job, and I respect their job. Their job is to keep random people from getting in the building. That's their job. They are the gatekeepers of the building. That his job was to keep people like me and Anna from getting into that building because we didn't have an appointment. We didn't know anybody and we did not live there at the time. So his job is to block us. Again, I respect his job, but I also respect the fact of what I'm telling you here in point number two. This gentleman working at the front desk ain't qualified to tell me yes, which means he's also not qualified to tell me no. Everybody hear what I just said? Let me say that one more time. This guy was not qualified to tell me yes, that you can move in here. He also wasn't qualified to tell me no because of that, because he couldn't tell me yes, he couldn't tell me no, which meant whatever he told me didn't really matter. All I was doing was just trying to get through him. So I get to the people who I actually want to talk to, the people who could tell me yes. You get what I'm saying? So he wasn't going to stop us from seeing the building. So what we did is we lied to this guy. We did lie. I'm telling you that right now. Lied to him about having an appointment with somebody in the building because all we did was name drop the guy that we knew. All right. So you see how this worked? So we knew somebody who worked there. We name dropped the dude that we knew. We said, well, we got an appointment with Mr. X and we knew Mr. X worked there. So he knew that we knew that Mr. X's name. So he had no choice but to call Mr. X. <laughs> and I could tell by the way he was looking at me when I said this, he suspected that we were lying, but it wasn't shit he could do about it. 
So he had to call Mr. X. Mr. X, the guy we knew, he comes downstairs and he sees us and he's like, hey, good to see you guys and all that. And the thing is, Mr. X probably didn't give a damn how we ended up there, if we had an appointment or not. All he cared about was selling units in the building. That's all he cared about. So Mr. X comes down and we got to see some units. And as I'm recording, if those of you who are watching this on video, and if you're not, you listen to this on audio. I am right now sitting in this very building right now that we are talking about. The building in question, I'm sitting in it right now. We live here right now. So you might be asking yourself, Dre, what exactly are you saying in telling this story? Are you telling us that sometimes in life you should lie, cheat, and steal in order to get what you want just so you are not accepting no as an answer? Is that what you're saying, Dre? Lie and steal just so you don't have to accept no? Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Now, this is tongue-in-cheek. Of course, I'm just tongue in cheek what I'm saying. So don't go out there and go steal something from Walgreens and say Dre told me to do it. All right, it's tongue in cheek what I'm saying. But the serious point is when you're serious about what you want, you will do whatever it takes to achieve it within the bounds of the law. Okay, so don't violate anybody's rights. Don't break any laws. But lying to some dude who works at the front desk, I think nothing of it. I will lie to somebody at the front desk every day of my life if it means getting what I want and getting past some gatekeeper so I can get to the person who can say yes. If I can get to the check writer. You get what I'm saying? That's the point that I'm making here. So even if it means you got to go through the back doors every now and then, back door, metaphorically speaking, to get your desired outcome, this is what self-determining people do, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're a self-determining person, you have no problem telling a white lie to some front desk person or smudging the truth or doing whatever it is you got to do. Even if you got to make a little backdoor deal in order to get what you want, what's more important? Getting what you want or saying that you didn't lie to some dude who works at the front desk. So who the hell cares if you lie to a dude at the front desk? He ain't got no power. No disrespect to the guy who's working at the front desk, but I was trying to find a place to live. I don't give a damn what the guy at the front desk job is. His job is to get out of my way. That's his job when I'm trying to get what I want. And again, he ain't hurt by it. He's not hurt. He's still living. He's alive. Ain't nothing wrong with him. Ain't nothing wrong with me. And ain't nothing wrong with the building. All right. All's well that ends well in certain cases. Again, I'm not telling you just do anything crazy. Again, you got my disclaimer on that. Don't take it out of context. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, how easily do you accept no? Number three, not taking no for an answer is completely unreasonable and irrational. And guess what? So are exceptionally successful people. Exceptionally successful people are unreasonable and irrational when it comes to getting what they want. People who are reasonable and rational all the time, you know where they end up? They end up with standard outcomes, basic outcomes, average outcomes. Exceptional people are unreasonable and irrational a lot of times. I want you to understand that there is a time in life to be reasonable and rational. That time is not all the time. If you do that, you will end up again like most people. And most people, by definition, are average. Does everybody agree? Question, do you want to be average? Okay. So the question is not whether or not you will be unreasonable or irrational. That's not the question, especially if you're listening to this show. I know you have some areas of your life in which you are completely unreasonable and irrational. And I'm telling you, good. You need to figure out what areas of your life matter the most to you. And you need to be unreasonable and rational and irrational in those areas all the time, because we all have our different areas. For some of you, it's business related areas you're irrational. For others, it might be your kids. For others, it might be your fitness and health. For some of you, it might be all of those areas. For others, it's something else that I didn't even mention. My point is, you should have some areas of your life in which you are completely unreasonable and you are completely irrational and you are completely okay with that. This is the only way you will never accept a no in those areas is where you're unreasonable and irrational. Because if I had been reasonable and I just waited for the people, the management at this building to call me back, they might have never called me back. I might still be waiting for them to call me back right now, a year later, and they never called me back and I never got a chance to move into the building. That would be reasonable. They didn't call me back, so I shouldn't go to the building. 
I could have come up to the building and said, listen, Mr. Front Desk Man, I don't have an appointment, but I want somebody to show me some units in the building. He might have said, well, I'm not authorized to do that. You got to leave, sir, until you have an appointment. That would have been reasonable. And I wouldn't have moved into this building. Would that be okay? Would you be all right with that? Or should I be happy with that? Well, I follow the rules. So what do I get? Do I get a cookie? Do I get a trophy for that? I get nothing. I wouldn't have got what I wanted. When you want to get what you want in life, you have to be unreasonable. You had to be irrational and unapologetic about it. I'm not telling you the story to apologize about. I'm telling you the story to emphasize. You need to think of the areas of your life in which you're willing to do something similar to what I did in order to get what you want. And if you're not willing to do that, then you need to be okay getting less than what you want. And it's your choice. I'm not judging you. I'm just giving you your options. All right, you choose what you want to do. Let's recap today's class, which is how easily do you accept no? Talked about self-determinism episode 1259. And today we're talking about it in more detail, specifically how easily you accept it when you are denied what you want. Point number one, as a general rule, the more successful the person, the less likely they are to accept a denial or something they want, especially on the first attempt. Average person tries something between zero and one times. Exceptional people try things more than once. Super exceptional people try things until they get what they want. Doesn't matter how many times it is. So if most people try between zero and one times, doesn't it now make sense why most people never get what they want? Point number two. Never accept no from a person who is unqualified to give you a yes. A person who is not the decision maker should not be able to stop you from getting where you want to get to. In the speaking business, for example, I don't do a ton of outreach when it comes to speaking gigs anymore. But when I did, I learned very early in the game that administrator who answered the phone, like the secretary who answered the phone, they're unqualified to write a check. Therefore, they're unqualified to stop me from talking to the person who does write a check. So whatever I need to do to get around that person, I did to get around them because I need to talk to the check writer. Only person who could tell me no is the check writer because they're the only person who could tell me yes. Never let a person who does not have the power to give you what you want tell you that you can't have it. That doesn't even make any sense. But a lot of people accept this in life and many businesses set themselves up to keep you from doing this. So I'm telling you to go against the grain of this built-in societal idea. And if you don't do it, you won't get what you want in life most of the time. And also, actually, another thing on point number two, sometimes in life you need to lie, cheat, and steal to get what you want. And that's okay. As long as you're not violating anybody's rights, as long as you are not breaking the law, lie, cheat, and steal all you want in order to get what you want. I 100% authorize you to do it. Number three, not taking no for an answer is completely unreasonable and completely irrational. And guess what? Exceptional, successful people are unreasonable and irrational. All right. And success leaves clues. All right. So look around at successful people. Look at the things that you're successful at. I guarantee you that you are unreasonable and irrational in those areas. That's how you got so successful. Not by following the rules and coloring within the lines and doing what everybody else says. All right. So what areas of your life matter enough to you that you are willing to be unreasonable and irrational to get what you want in those areas? And if you have been up to this point, don't let any average thinking people. And some of these people are people you know, love and trust who are trying to tell you to be reasonable and rational, stop listening to them. Listen to me. Be unreasonable in those areas and stay unreasonable because that's how you got successful and that's how you will remain successful. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894 and go to workonyourgame.net. Watch my free training, 45 minutes. Set it aside to get the five key shifts that are going to take you to the next level in your business without you having to work 100 times harder. That's at workonyourgame.net. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.